Yeah, I know, me too. I haven't smoked Black Mamba in like two weeks and I took three hits and I they weren't big hits, but they were three hits and I am in the mood to record. Me too. It's like, yeah. And I'm Steph. So I'm Gilda. And you are listening to Saturday Night High, the podcast where we get super stoned and talk about Saturday Night Live. Yes, and we're talking about the episode um, from January 24th, 1976, season one, episode 11, with two hosts, Peter Cook and Dudley Moore, co-hosting, because they're buddies, and uh, musical guest Neil Sadaka. Yeah, it was a different SNL this week, and it was very dry British humor because the hosts are dry British humorists of a very famous uh, duo. Uh, well, they, it was Pete and Dud, but yeah, they were, I, I don't know of a comedy duo equivalent to it. Key and Peel or Tim and Eric, but like different. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, Key and Peele, yes. I don't know who the second people were that you just mentioned, but the first two I know, and yes, I agree. So yeah, it was inter- Oh, gotta turn that off. <laughs> well, democracy's not ending, so at least it's not that news alert. Uh, yeah, so it was different. I liked it. It had a different vibe. I did too. I actually laughed the cold open. I didn't really- Like, what is this? It was weird. Yeah, it was a- bomb scare and so garrett morris is a police officer he shows up he's like no no he's like we called the bomb squad and then chevy chase shows up and he's wearing catcher's equipment like 1970s baseball catcher's equipment which would not have protected you from really anything it was like a foam pad and a plastic cap over your head so if you got hit you were fucked Uh uh-huh so yeah And Chevy Chase then goes through a series of physical gags of trying to move the box out to the middle of the floor. He pulls on it with a string. He like, he almost, he trips and he almost falls over it or he falls on it and everyone's like, oh God, it's a bomb. And so he then puts the bomb on a crate and gives it a checkup like he's a doctor. He listens for a heartbeat. He did, did a little reflex thing that they do on your knee with a triangle thing that looks like a traffic cone. And yeah, and then he opens the box and an arm comes through the box and tries to pie him in the face, but misses. And Chevy Chase just rolls with it. And he's like, live from New York, it's Saturday night. And that was honestly the first time a cold open had actually gone wrong or like something had not gone as it should have. And I liked it. It was like, oh, fuck. Cause like then the arm who you can kind of deduce is John Belushi's arm is like reaching for the pie around the box. Like it was really cute. And yeah, it was, so that was the only really part of the cold open that I liked. Was the part where they messed up, (laughs) but it was cute. Yeah. It was real. It was actually real, not fake real. Yeah. And they adjusted it at the end of the episode. Yeah. Which I thought was absolutely adorable. It was. Yeah, and so then we cut to Cook and Moore, um, and they're standing there, and the first thing they say, or just one of the first things they say is, if you can't tell the difference between us, well, I'm the tall one, um, and I'm going to be real with you. I did not teach myself the difference between the two of them. It just felt like too much responsibility for me to keep track of faces like that. 
it really, it was really hard. Hang on. I somehow took my notes without ever referring to either of them. I just. <laughs> so I actually, I same, I took my notes without really referring to either of them. I just kind of noted which sketches they were in. But I think that's because they were the first hosts that really just kind of blended into the show. And they just kind of assumed background roles. It wasn't like built around, oh, I'm Candace Bergen or I'm Rob Reiner. It was just two comedians that came in and played sketch characters. They were really good the whole time. Yeah, it, it, it really fit. So I was quite happy with this episode. But yeah, um, their monologue. It was pretty much just a bit from their show. Uh, I believe it was called uh, One Leg Too Few. So they recreated that. It was Dudley Moore trying out for the role of Tarzan. But the joke was he had one leg. And he only had one leg and one arm. So it wasn't bad. It was just like, well, okay, I get it. It was kind of funny when he was like, well, Tarzan is traditionally played by a man with two legs. <laughs> I will also say that I did something different this episode. So instead of watching it as Gilda in 2020, I watched it pretending I was Gilda in 1976, sitting on my couch, getting ready to watch it on a Saturday night. And I noted where stuff was problematic. But I tried to just enjoy the episode for what it was. And I think I was able to because there was at least less problematic shit this week. But yeah, so I, I tried that and I had more fun watching it. Yeah, it, it was polite British humor, but not always so polite. Sometimes there were some things I was like, what? But we'll get into that as we get into it. Yes. Anyway, sorry. For what? The... First off, oh my god, there was a lag for a second there. That was pretty scary, but I'm good now. Um, <laughs> second off, uh, should we talk about the next bit? Yes, we should. Yes, this was, um, like th- they're going to be putting on a play for the death row inmates to perform in. And the director was like, you know, taking it really seriously. He's running auditions. And Gilda was there with like, a short skirt and like really high heels her legs looked like really fucking good and oh my god i know yeah um the i don't remember who it was i think it was it was like the the prison warden or whatever was like you should probably button up the top of your shirt because these guys haven't seen a woman in a long time and i was like mm, okay like are we like, like gonna have to go there right now we don't really have to do that right now i don't think we can do that right now but anyways um <laughs> I was just not, I don't know, feeling that. But then they went into all these different auditions. The auditions were for the musical Gigi, which is about a woman who's being trained to essentially be a high-class call girl, high-class sex worker, basically the European or French equivalent of a geisha, a courtesan, I believe it was called. Uh, The first audition was Dan Aykroyd and his name was Boyd Norman and he came out and he said he was serving 27 consecutive 61 year life terms 
that was very different. I had to go back and listen to that three times because he said it so quickly. It was like, okay, how many numbers were in there? And he apparently went into a family reunion with a flamethrower and just torched everybody and went through a list of grandmas, grandpas, aunts, uncles, cousins, nieces, nephews, moms, dads, brothers, sisters. He was like, okay, sir, taking a little bit too much pleasure in this. But it gets to his first, it gets to his, um, his act and he's going to dance with insects. And he's singing The Night They Invented Champagne from Gigi. And he keeps putting his little roaches, the insects that he's dancing with, on the floor. And he is tap dancing and he keeps stepping on the roaches. But then as the sketch goes on, he keeps stepping on them kind of on purpose. And he's like, oh, you hear the thorax crunch? And it's like, oh, gross. And he then loses it and has to be removed. Yeah, then um, Chubby Chase comes on. And I didn't write down what his name was. But he introduces himself, and then he... <laughs> his name was Clyde Sankyu. Yeah, Clyde Sankyu. He introduces himself. <laughs> Thank you. And um, <laughs> he says that he's going to open with a joke, but the joke requires audience participation. And so, can he please be introduced again? So he says, "Clyde, thank you." And Chevy Chase goes, "You're welcome." Yeah, that was uh, very wonderfully cheesy. And Chevy Chase then starts playing Moon River beautifully on the harmonica and then launches himself at Gilda Radner. And something about little girl underpants walking in deserted alley. He was like... He was like shouting rape threats or what he, where he liked to stalk for women. It was very terrifying. Yeah. I would say the third audition was actually, I thought it was fucking hilarious. And I thought Garrett Morris shined. And he comes in. And he's oh, my name's Garrett Johnson, and I've been in here a long time. I've learned to uh, learn to play music, and I've written a lot of songs about philosophy. And proceeds to sing a song about how he's gonna get him a shotgun and shoot all the whiteies he sees. And it was fucking so. It was so fucking abrupt, and I laughed out loud because everyone's like, "Okay, we're just gonna let him keep singing," and he keeps singing, and then. He launches at Gilda Radner and then he is dragged out of the room singing, I'm going to get me a white woman in a baby blue sweater. And like, yeah, it was, I, it was not funny. They're like, rape is not funny, but I thought the way that the sketch was executed was fucking hilarious. Yeah. I did think the like beat to the song was very, very popping it was like i'm gonna get me a shotgun it was just so like funny and i actually looked into it a little bit more because i was like that's hilarious um and i found a video from like i think 2012 of garrett morris talking about the making of this sketch and basically lauren michaels was like here's the premise go and you know come up with a prison character doing an audition and he actually based this off of some woman in real life who was on this show it was like a radio show um and they were like oh she's 
done so much writing. She has all these songs. How about she comes on and, you know, does a little song for us. And she's like, oh, no. no. Um, <laughs> but then she gets on and it's, I'm going to get me a shotgun and kill all the, you know, um, like dead ass. That's what she said. Uh, so this is a fun response. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. I did not know that was a thing. That is fascinating. Holy shit. It was a crazy rabbit hole to go down. <laughs> yeah. I thank you for taking me down it. I loved every second. So yeah, no, John Belushi, he was like this Italian wise guy and he had like 27 aliases and he comes out and they ask him what his name is. And he gives a name that I don't believe was any of the ones that were listed previously. I could be wrong. Uh, but he proceeds to perform That's Life by Frank Sinatra and because John Belushi can actually sing, it was really good. And he's singing and then he just abruptly launches at Peter Cook. And Peter Cook, after, you know, he kind of gathers himself because he'd just been kind of assaulted by a raving prisoner, raving lunatic prisoner. And he turns to the prison warden and says, I think we've got our Gigi. And it was like, all right, that's funny. Um, yeah, so then we went into Neil Sadaka. Is that how you pronounce his name? I really still can't tell. I believe so. Yeah, and he's saying breaking up is hard to do. Ain't that fucking right, bitch. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't have another thought. So I was like, these are straight facts. <laughs> we then went to Don Pardo's holiday gift elevator. Apparently, this is a thing, a recurring bit, Don Pardo's holiday gift whatever. And it was odd. It was like Epcot, but in an elevator. Yeah, that's actually a really good way to put that. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of funny when they got back from their their little trip, which was just you know going up and down the elevator to different countries. And the customs agent, who's Chevy Chase, is like, anything to declare ha 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 just kidding <laughs> like that was kind of funny <laughs> i don't know why <laughs> yeah <sighs> we had weekend update which opened with more <laughs> weird sex jokes from chevy chase i shouldn't say weird sex jokes it's just i completely I normal <laughs> But no, like, uh, this one actually did get mentioned again in the update. So, <laughs> worth knowing <laughs> that he was talking and he goes, mm-hmm, okay. And then, who yanks the beads out? Like, Right. Yeah. It's all very gross, cringy, awkward. So he moves on to... Generalissimo Francisco Franco has been critically dead for 11 weeks. Um, There's a joke about red dye being banned by the FDA and how Ronald Reagan had like hair cancer from assuming all of the hair dye because his hair was not jet black when he was that old. That was kind of a fun way for them to like tie those two things together. Mm-hmm. Um, they did the angola bit again um and chevy chase was like okay we've had some trouble the past few weeks so i'm going to call the correspondent directly and he calls and um 
Jane picks up the phone and she's like, Angela's not here because he's asking for Angola. Um, <laughs> and he's, he's like, no, where? Angola, Angola. Um, she says, what would you say? Wait, I wrote it down. Uh, Jane Curtin says, Chevy, uh, Angela's, at your, uh, Angela's at your house stringing up the beads. You know that. <laughs> yep. Like, oh, God. <laughs> yep. So now we know there's some kind of love triangle going on. <laughs> okay. And then we go into um, Lorraine Newman going into Times Square to get the people's opinions on abortion. And she just stops a random citizen, Garrett Morris, and says, hi, I have some questions. Have you ever gotten an abortion? He says, no. And then she says, would you ever get an abortion? And he was like, no. And that was the whole bit. I, I mean, I thought it shown a spotlight. Oh, asking the opinions of people that literally cannot have abortions. Their input can be considered, but it's not their decision. They'll never have to. Yeah, it just kind of shown a spotlight on how the people that make the decisions don't necessarily know what they're doing. Yeah. And there was also a bit which I understand now when it's been recurring over the past few seasons. And we actually watched one of the episodes where it occurred together. Whenever Chevy Chase or someone on SNL reads off a bunch of acronyms in a row, FBI, CIA, FDA, F- what, what, whatever, they end it with M-O-U-S-E. I do love that. <laughs> I know. And so it's like, I remember the first time I like literally remember that happening was watching the Chance the Rapper episode with you. It was, I believe, the Halloween episode of SNL in 2019 whoa oh my god and cecily strong she was on stage with alec baldwin's donald trump and she said that everyone was investigating him the fbi the cia the mic the key the mouse and yeah speaking of disney this morning i went (laughs) to get breakfast at mcdonald's (laughs) which okay i mean New low, maybe? I don't know. I was going to go to Dunkin' Donuts, but I got there and there was a long line. So I turned around and I went to McDonald's and um, they're doing this thing. It's like uh, you could get, you could basically in your Happy Meal win tickets for a trip to Disney World. And I saw that. When? I don't know. I, that's, that, that was my <laughs> first question. But then my second question was, how can I get in contact with the people who did the McMillian scam? And you know, <laughs> have them Monopoly game my way to Disney World. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, there was a replay of the moving service for children and the elderly. Still didn't like it. It was even weirder. Yeah. Um, and then Emily Latella came on and did her editorial reply to saving Soviet jewelry. <laughs> um yeah the editorial was or the article is obviously about saving uh saving soviet jewry which i'm not even sure if that's socially acceptable to is that a thing like i mean i don't i i've not heard that term right. in my lifetime 
<laughs> so like i feel like the only place i've heard it were history classes and it wasn't in good contexts so like it might be perfectly fine to say but i'm just gonna go out and offer an apology ret 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 retroactively ahead of time what what the fuck ever i'm sorry <laughs> proactively um... thank you thank you <laughs> Wait a i knew i was gonna get there though but <sighs> yeah that was um not even the only there was also a joke about fuck i didn't write it down because i was just like this is weird it was about some sort of like israeli band singing a song about like not recognizing palestine it was weird i the jokes can be so fucking hit or miss because that was immediately followed by a joke on the weekend uh joke saying oh uh, here on Weekend Update, we're not going to joke about Gerald Ford anymore. It's the office of the president, blah, blah, blah. And then Jimmy Chase follows it up with an unidentified man fell out of the second floor of the White House today. He was immediately uh, helicoptered to uh, Andrews, where he then took a private or he took Air Force One to Vail or something like that. It's like, okay, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. There was news for the wet to end off the weekend update which was yeah. a shower it was, it was basically news from the shower yeah i did not i didn't get it i was like all right cool we're keeping this up awesome kind of weird yeah and so was the next sketch kind of weird yeah it was just really it my the first thing i wrote down was uh, with periods in between each word is dry ass British humor and it was just Peter Cook and Dudley Moore on a British talk show talking about I, Peter Cook was describing his restaurant which was a frog it's like the frog and peaches or it was like the frog covered the frog in and peach oh, yeah the frog and peach and it was like frogs covered in brandy and peaches and he thought well where's anyone gonna get a good frog so i opened up this place it was like what it was very strange but also in like the 1930s there were people eating frogs i listened to a whole fucking doll about it um there was one line that was kind of funny he was like i don't remember which one of them said this but they mentioned World War II, <laughs> and he went, oh, do you remember that? World War II? Absolutely ghastly business. I was against it. <laughs> I wrote them a letter. I said, stop it. I, I enjoyed the line, oh, she's not a well woman. She doesn't like going in the well. It's like, oh my god. I will say, the wordplay in the sketch was fucking epic. I just, there was too much of it. Yeah, there was a, it was just a lot. Yeah, like maybe watching it sober would have been one thing, but that was not a sketch for a late night comedy show that 95% of the people watching it are stoned out the gourds. And then like the last, uh, one of the last lines was, I have learned from my mistakes and I'm sure I would repeat them exactly, which sounded about right. Yep. <laughs> um... Yeah, we went into a film by Gary Weiss, which was just an old woman walking around like her 
gag gift shop showing off different gifts. It was cute. <laughs> she, she was really cute. And everything she, she was like, this right here is a terrific cool number about every like whoopee cushion, you know, snakes in a jar, whatever the hell. Um, it was just weird. <laughs> I mean, it was, a, she was adorable. I just did not understand yeah. the point of it. I, I liked the next bit, which was Peter Cook and Dudley Moore. And I believe they were performing I've Got You McBabe as two Scottish people. And Peter Cook was playing Cher and Dudley Moore was playing Sonny. And they... I believe this was a call to the fact. So Sonny and Cher had a TV show and then the TV show got canceled and then Cher ran off with Greg Allman. And then I believe Cher, Sonny and Cher were then given another variety show and they became like the first divorced couple to host a show. And she was <laughs> pregnant, but it was really awkward because they were kind of like ribbing each other about the things they hated about one another. And like, oh no like why they got yeah it was I, some of the video is very cringe yeah it's not great so I, there were a few lines in the sketch that were like ooh, they went there like Sunny asked when Cher's due date was and she said she doesn't know it depends on the network doctors and he's like the network doctors and she's like yeah uh the baby gets canceled if the show slips in ratings and it's like okay so again they're saying that her baby is a publicity stunt that she's gonna abort it if the show gets canceled i didn't like that yeah it it was a bit much i mean i'll say it they were all dressed up that was fun but no i mean they committed it it was it was good (laughs) didn't like some of the jokes but i thought it was funny yeah and then um scred is dressed up as a bee so cute (laughs) and he's sitting there with gilda and he's just kind of complaining saying you know (laughs) like how come we're not and then you know the major parts of the show i i could do just as good as you guys you know watch this and he goes good evening i'm scred and you're not (laughs) that was cute I did not appreciate Scred asking Gilda if he could play with her mooglies. I was like, Scred, you horn dog. And then, as so, Gilda says, Oh, you want to introduce the next, you want to introduce Neil Sadaka? And he's like, Oh, yeah, I'll do that. And he introduces Neil Sadaka and then, like, starts kissing Gilda and Gilda starts kissing him back. And I'm like, Gilda, stop. You don't know where Scred's nose has been. <laughs> so. Yeah, and then Neil Sadaka performed his second song, which was Lonely Night. And it's actually like a cute bop. I, I enjoyed it, but my main thought was who believed this man was straight? <laughs> it was a bop, I'll say that. Oh, the next one. Oh, God. <laughs> so the next sketch, it was this thing called Backstage Banter, and it's hosted by Jane Curtin, and she is um, interviewing this male impersonator who is uh, named Sheila, played by John Belushi. Yeah, I, I didn't like the sketch, but I also recognize like the, like John Belushi is portraying, he's a man portraying a woman portraying a man. So like there is some level there of like, uh, I don't know. It felt weird, but 
I don't know. I guess my main takeaway from this episode, and I was slightly disturbed by it, was that like John Belushi was hot. He would have gotten it if I were there. Wow. I actually thought that. I mean, do you have anything else to say about this? Because that is a perfect segue for what I was going to say. Nope. I have nothing else to say. <laughs> yeah. So that was that was that and um speaking of hot people the next sketch was like it was like an ad um and it's chevy chase walking around with i don't even know who this was just some beautiful fucking woman yep um <laughs> they're walking all over new york and, and looking great and the the spokesperson for the ad says neither of these people used commercial product to make themselves attracted to each other <laughs> And I was like, yeah, like they are both actually pretty fucking good looking. I'll give it up to them right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, the next sketch was short. It was an operating room where there were a bunch of doctors standing around and they were trying to save this patient. And the patient is Garrett Morris. And one of the doctors is like, hey, uh, so it's been about seven minutes. I think we can safely say the patient is gone. And they're like, okay, so let's take a vote and see who, see if we all agree that we can declare this patient dead, who agrees the patient is dead and all of the doctors raise their hands. And he says, does anybody believe the patient is not? And Garrett Morris starts to raise his hand and he full ass raises his hand and they like push it back down and start to like take his heart out. Yeah, it was darkly funny but also i was like oh god i'm glad it was short because i couldn't have really dealt with that whole concept for much longer than it was on my screen for Mm -mm. nope if it had continued i was fully planning on skipping ahead i was not dealing with any of it like i was just like nope this is where i stop i draw the line at fucking killing people on well not killing people on screen obviously he wouldn't have died but i i i I just felt it i just felt mm -mm, no Still, yeah, as someone who's had two heart surgeries, I don't want to watch, I don't want to watch uh, someone get their heart taken out on TV. Yeah. Yeah. The next sketch, though, was actually, in my opinion, hilarious. I loved it so much. It was um, a Cook and more sketch, and they are in... They're clearly in biblical times. You could tell by, you know, the way that they're dressed. Um, and so one of them is, is sitting. He's a shepherd. The other one comes in. He says, I'm Matthew. You probably know of my colleagues, Mark, Luke, and John. <laughs> um, or, you know, Jesus. You, you probably know him as the Messiah. I'm, he was talking about how, how he was a reporter for the Bethlehem Star. Okay, so hang on. I want to pause you right there. So the joke there was he said, you know, Jesus, you probably know him as the Messiah. And he said and, no. <laughs> and he said no because he's Jewish. He doesn't see him as the Messiah. He just sees him as another dude. Yeah. So I, I thought that was fucking funny as heck. Carry on. Yeah, I kind of glazed over that, but that was also pretty funny. Um, <laughs> yeah. So then um, <laughs> they were just talking about, you know, the night Jesus was born. <laughs> Mark at one point was he like looked at his clothes and he was like I can't get used to this new length can you <laughs> well, they're like fucking like robes oh my god I was 
laughing so hard. Um, <laughs> it was a really good sketch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the shepherd was talking about, you know, me and the lads, we were just, we were abiding by these fields, just, just hanging out and abiding by these fields. And then the angel of the Lord came down and, well, that was a bit of a change. <laughs> I, I like Toad. Um, he, uh, Arthur Shepherd uh, was saying that the angel said, oh, ye have born a son. And I was like, oh, I, I don't, I don't think so. And he was like, oh, is it the tavern wench? Eh, thinking back to about a year ago, is it the tavern wench? Oh, couldn't be her. And then uh, Matthew says, oh, no, he was using, or Arthur says, well, we figured out, no, I think it was Matthew. He said, oh, he, he was using the universal ye. <laughs> yeah, and Arthur was like, oh, well, you know, we're not educated. We didn't know. Yeah. I thought it was so funny. And then talking about going to actually see Jesus and <laughs> they get there <laughs> and the baby Jesus is swaddled, but it's just the worst job of wrapping and swaddling a baby that this man had ever seen in his whole life. <laughs> Straight up gossiping about the, yeah, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> just baby Jesus being swaddled like horrifically. Um, and then it's about the three wise men, these three bloody idiots, um, and they come in, and this reminded me of Monty Python, which I should have done at least a little bit of research and seen what year that came out, because making fun of Gold Frankincense and Myrrh just very specifically reminds me of Monty Python, even though, I mean, the joke's right there, Myrrh, like Myrrh, um, like they said, what's a little kid gonna do with Myrrh? <laughs> but, no. I, I really appreciated how he uh, pronounced it. Who's like gold, frankincense, and <laughs> <laughs> like it was. It was like the cutest little sheep noise. Meh. I thought it was a perfect ten to one. Yeah. No. Oh my god. And <laughs> just talking about she's just like sitting up and adjusting his swaddling and saying "Merry Christmas." Yeah. It was so fucking perfect. Oh, God. And then the good nights, uh, Chevy Chase said, for those of you who missed the beginning of the show, we're going to recreate this. This is a bomb, and everyone knows what's going to happen. And he lifts it up, and John Belushi actively, actually pies Chevy Chase. And then Chevy Chase proceeds to, like, spread the frosting all around everyone else. And John Belushi comes out, and they're kind of having a pie fight on the stage. It was like a rather long pie fight. Yeah. <laughs> like At some we, point, I'm sitting there and I'm like, uh, credits? <laughs> right. It's like, okay, they had time to kill. So I guess, would I be correct in saying that your favorite sketch was Arthur Shepard and the birth of baby Jesus? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that, that was mine as well. And the prison talent show was a damn close second. It was great. Prison talent <laughs> show was in first until Arthur yes. and Baby Jesus. I was like, God damn it, I have to bump this. <laughs> what was your least good. favorite? Um, you know, I guess my least favorite was probably the backstage banter with um, John Belushi playing a woman playing a man. I, it was just a lot. Yeah, it was... 
I didn't mind looking at John Belushi during the sketch, but I didn't particularly like it. Um, uh, yeah, that's going to be my least favorite as well. I just flipped back through my notes and uh, I liked everything else. Yeah, I just did not appreciate the like invasive questions about like, oh, what do you do with your secondary sex characteristics? I'm like, oh, okay. Uh. Yeah, so I think that is it for us. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Tell your friends, like, subscribe, rate, review. You can email us recommendations or funny shit or whatever the heck you want at satnighthighpod at gmail.com. Sat- <clears throat> Hello, satnighthighpod. My <laughs> <laughs> voice just gave up there. <laughs> Sat Night High Pod is our username on um, Reddit, Instagram, Twitter. It's spelled N-I-T-E on Twitter. Um, we're also on Facebook. And our website is satnighthighpod.com. Yeah. So that's it for me. I'm Gilda. And I'm Steph. Happy highs. Happy highs.